if you have a passion for kids, you will do what's right to make certain our kids are successful, whatever it takes. I think that's the first thing. Produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome to another episode of The Path Forward. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez. We talk innovation and education. We're here at TASA Midwinter 2024. I've got a very special guest, Channel View ISD Superintendent, Dr. Tori Hill. Dr. Hill, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. So happy to be here. Well, you, you know I'm a little conflicted, being that you're from Channel View. I'm a North Shore grad, but I've been following your career when we were in Katy together, and you have done some amazing things. So I want to dig into Channel View and all the things y'all have going on. Yes, yes. So I am so fortunate to serve as the superintendent of Channel View, my second year serving there. And you know, our, our focus right now is to make certain that we are empowering all of our students to thrive. Uh, we have so many amazing things happening uh, from CTE to early literacy to community engagement. A few recent projects. We just uh, rolled out our first literacy bus ever. Uh, and so now oh, we have, well, you got to tell me what that means. Liter yes, literacy bus. So we have partnered with Lyondell Bussell who is a major partner in our community, they funded uh, a actual library on wheels that will roll through Channel View on weekends, evenings, holidays. And it's an opportunity for students to get free books uh, and, and you know from, from a bus in their neighborhood. So the idea uh, behind the concept is to make certain that literacy uh, is developed uh, even before uh, students enroll in school. We know students have to read on grade level by third grade, but that doesn't start at third grade. That's right. Yeah, so we're excited about that and, and just building that love for literacy across the community. And it's fully funded by Lyondale Bacille, so we're excited about that. That is amazing. And obviously, we're all trying to find ways to, to make sure the kids are, are becoming literate earlier and earlier and earlier. And we get them, and hey, parents are doing the best that they can, you know? Um, but that's amazing to hear but I want to talk about how you got to where you are, meaning tell us a little bit about your educational, your career path and uh, how you sit here now. Yes, yes. So I'm very fortunate. I was raised in southwest Louisiana, a small town called Palmetto. Uh, my grandmother raised me. I was born to two uh, teenage uh, parents. My grandmother raised me and she was an educator. And so each day I spent uh, days after school in her classroom. So I knew early on that I'd likely be an educator. Uh, and so after graduating high school, I went to Southern University in Baton Rouge, uh, earned an undergrad degree in secondary education. And uh, uh, then from there, I transitioned to Florida A&M. Uh, yes, where I pursued my master's and I started teaching. Uh, I actually lived in Tallahassee, but I drove into South Georgia, uh, Thomasville, Georgia. It was like a 45 minute drive. Okay. So I taught uh, government economics, world geography uh, in Thomasville while I worked on my master's at Florida A&M. Uh, and then I moved down to Miami for a little while where I taught uh, in uh, Broward County. And then after that, I landed in a place called Katy. So you went from, from Broward to, to Katy, Texas? All right, you got to tell me what the, what the story is behind that. Yes, yes. So I told you my grandmother raised me. Yeah. And uh, my grandmother was beginning to age uh, and I knew I wanted to be closer to Louisiana. Okay. I didn't want to go back to Louisiana. And there was a neighbor of mine who said, hey, look, if you're going to go to anywhere near Louisiana, try Houston. Even more specifically, try Katy. And so that's how I landed in Katy. So I got uh, a neighbor of mine in Miami uh, uh, recommended Katy, Texas. That's and that's how I landed there and, and um, uh, came to Katy. And I started out as a teacher. 
uh, at May Creek. And then from, from there, I became an assistant principal at Cinco Ranch. Uh, and then from there, I uh, pursued the uh, doctoral degree at Texas A&M in curriculum and instruction and was very excited to be able to complete that, that program. And after that, became principal uh, and uh, served as principal in Katy. And then after that, I transitioned to Clear Creek ISD as an executive director, uh, served in that capacity for a little while and then got called to come back to Katy. And I went back to Katy as an area soup where I supervised 27 schools uh, in, in Katy. So we were uh, divided based on areas and I got an opportunity to work with Alton Fraley, who is a great mentor of mine. Uh, and then when he retired, I actually transitioned to the superintendency. Uh, and so uh, I was superintendent in a small uh, community, 2000 students, uh, Sweeney ISD, yes. uh, which is Southern Brazoria County. Uh, and I had the great pleasure of serving that beautiful community for five years. Love it, love it, love it. Loved every minute of it, every minute of it. I served there for five years uh, and, uh, and then transitioned to Channel View, where I am now. Uh, and I'm completing my second year there as superintendent. So, I mean, we knew as, as someone that was coming through the ranks and looking up to the leadership when I was in Katy, you know, we knew you were a rising star. Everybody, everybody told me, it's like, hey, if you want to figure out how to, how to be a great leader, somebody to emulate, you need to you talk to Tori. You need to see. And I never, I could never get, you were always gone before I could. <laughs> You were moving up. I couldn't get, to, get, get there quick enough. Um, but you've had an amazing run. And one of the things that I wanted to, to ask you, when you were in Swinney, y'all had a very unique career in tech operation there. And that's that's my my passion. And, and I love every bit. And I was always jealous. Like, how did they get that done? Can you just tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Always- yes. Yes. So we entered into a 10-year naming rights agreement. Uh, uh, with Chevron Phillips. And so Sweeney ISD is the home of many petrochemical industries. You've got Chevron Phillips, Phillips 66, and several other key uh, petrochemical industries. And so one of the things that, 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 we, that we did is we partnered with CP Chem to design the new CTE center that currently exists. It's actually the only uh, Chevron Phillips chemical naming right CT center in the world. Uh, and so the idea was to... Uh, partner with the community to pass a bond to deal with the actual physical uh, uh, building. And so that was uh, done through bond funds. But everything within the building, uh, furniture, uh, salaries of teachers, uh, all the equipment within that new center was all funded by Chevron Phillips. And then the the, the 10-year naming rights agreement comes with an annual contribution to the district to take care of advanced placement, uh, testing, uh, 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 college and career military readiness right. uh, elements, as well as vertical alignment programs uh, that support CTE at the elementary and the junior high level. And so we also built a stream academy at elementary and junior high that feeds directly into that, that high school CTE center. Uh, so we're very, very proud of that work, and it's definitely continued to grow, uh, uh, but a very unique an opportunity to uh to, to be innovative. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yes. That, that is absolutely astounding. I, I didn't know that it was to that level. I mean, I, I saw it, I read about it because I was always very fascinated, but to have it go down, cause that's what we always usually miss, right? The, the vertical alignment mm-hmm. down to the babies, because that's where, where it starts and, and, and kind of where we need to be thinking of how do we get them excited before they get to be juniors and seniors. How did you pull that off? Like, were there reservations from the board? Was like, how, that, that just seems like, man, you really had to convince some folks, like, this is going to be a good thing for us. So, you know how, how I pulled it off? Uh, it, was a, it was a joke. It started out as a joke. 
I was having a conversation with the plant manager and I said, wouldn't you love to see your name on that building? <laughs> and uh, I laughed and he laughed just like you just did. And then a couple of days later, he called me and he said, hey, are you serious about that? And uh, I thought, well, no, I wasn't serious, but, <laughs> but I can get serious fast. Real quick, if, yeah. yeah, I can get serious real quick. And so then we sat and had a conversation and he said, well, you know, you you will provide our future workforce, but we really are only interested in petrochemical. And I said, well, let's think about Chevron Phillips. Do you have emergencies and need an emergency response team? I said, that's health science. I said, do you promote the work that you do? Uh, and so that's, that's our AV program. Uh, and so really I, be, I begin to sort of unpack engineering. I begin yes. to unpack. Uh, and so in essence, uh, after about a two hour conversation around each pathway and how they ultimately could still contribute to their future workforce, um, we landed uh, in, in a very interesting uh, conversation. And then from there, I had conversations with my board. Right. Uh, and then, of course, the community. Uh, and, and the board was very much on board, yeah. of course. Uh, but it started out as a joke. And uh, it ended up in a 10-year naming rights agreement that will forever benefit the students of Swinney ISD. You are the first person that I've spoken to. I've spoken to superintendents in districts across the country, um, all, all over the place. You're the first person that's caught on to any organization that a district partners with. They don't just have that one thing, that one pathway. They all function like all the other businesses. You're the only person that's, that's, that's exactly all the CTE programs. We have something for everybody if we open it up, if we're, if we're not, you know, just with the binders on about, hey, it's just this for this CTE. That, I mean, the preacher to the choir, but I, no, no one has brought that up. And that, that, that piece, if you develop a relationship, then you can get to that level right. of conversation. Uh, that doesn't just happen, you know, just sure. from a, an uh, Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm that, making it like, yeah. Yes, but I will say this, the literacy bus in Channel View is the courting experience uh -huh. okay. yeah. for perhaps maybe another project that is similar to that because I've seen the benefits of that sovereign approach. And so uh, uh, I'm hoping that that this literacy bus will likewise land in. That would be awesome. In Lyondale well, coming on board as well. I mean, hopefully we can help you out a, a little bit. Um, if it's been successful for some other students, perhaps the East Side could, could use it as well. No, I yes. love that. I love that. Okay, so leadership. Let's talk a little leadership. You've had a chance to assemble teams in, in multiple districts. What are you looking for in that next principal, the next uh, assistant soup, uh, cabinet member? What's your what's your prototype that you need? Yes, I'll tell you. I'm looking for someone who has a passion for kids. Okay. That above all, um, I, I feel like if you have a passion for kids, you will do what's right to make certain our kids are successful, whatever it takes. I think that's the first thing. The other part is I'm really looking for someone to take my position. I'm looking for someone who aspires to be in the seat I'm in. Right. If you're dry, if, if, if you're motivated and driven uh, uh, to continue to excel down your career path, that means you're going to come to the seat every single day uh, with unparalleled passion right. that will ultimately allow us to elevate. Uh, and then the other piece is just a person of integrity. Yeah. Uh, we we are called uh, to do amazing work for kids. Uh, it's not a job, it's a calling. And I want people on my team who 
understand that and will never waver uh, when faced with various challenges that sure. may eventually come up, yeah. uh, but yet remain committed uh, to the work and to the cause. You know, when you're coaching young administrators, whether it be your own or, or from other districts, how do you frame the, the work-life balance? And, and what I mean by that is there's a lot of talk about that. I, I always struggle with it. I think a lot of people have struggled with it. Is that something that you, that you believe in? And it's like, hey, we're going to, we're gonna, when we're here, we're going to be on it. But you want them to take care of their families and take care of their own mental. How do you approach that? You know, um, first of all, you have to live by that. Yes. And are the coach others in it. Because what we say has to match what we do. So if I coach a, another superintendent on work-life balance, but my life is out of whack. Uh, uh, but I, I'll say first is to make certain that you make career decisions in partnership with your spouse mm -hmm. uh, and always keep your spouse and family first. Mm -hmm. uh, your family is your first ministry. Really, your spouse is your first ministry. Uh, and so finding a way to um, always place them first and, and uh, if if there's a way to build in time during the week to have a dinner or a date, do that. Um, if there's an opportunity to travel with your spouse to a conference yes. uh, and the board uh, uh, so that that your spouse then becomes part of that. But it's not just about uh, your spouse. It's also about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. uh, working out, eating healthy. Uh, we In this work, we're going, going, going every day, all day. Uh, and so making certain that we're taking care of our our body yes. uh, is critical. Uh, and then the last piece is just making certain you surround yourself with others who will hold you accountable to that mm -hmm. uh, and, and help you stay focused on being best. I, there's a team of superintendents that, that, I, that I travel with sometimes and also and, and our spouses also travel with us. And we make a commitment to each other that we're not going to talk work during that time. We're going to talk family. We're going to talk a future. Yeah. Uh, and so... They'll, having other individuals who are like-minded uh, helps also to stay balanced when you're It's a support work. group to, to, to keep everybody on track. That's right? correct. To, to, yes. to honor the commitments we've made to ourselves. I yes. love that. Yes. All right, so I got to ask for a little inside baseball. I was horrible at having the conversation with the wife. How do you approach when it's like you're thinking about, hey, this may be an opportunity, and you know how it goes. We, we got to move. How do you go about that? Because I get a lot of young administrators say, hey, I'm really struggling knowing yes. how to even start this conversation. Yes. Um, first of all, you got to have the conversation. I was scared. I was scared. I'm not going to lie. A happy wife? <laughs> it's a happy life. Okay. I was <laughs> scared to death. have the conversation. Okay. Uh, I think the other part is to really outline priorities with your, with your yeah. wife. Like, you know, one thing I did is, you know, I asked my wife, what's important to you? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what do you want access to? And so when we made this last move. Uh, our daughters are out of state. And so we wanted to have easy access to an airport. Uh, we want to have you know easy access to be able to go to restaurants if we choose to. We want to have easy access to church. And so what are the things that are important to you all as a couple and as a family? Uh, and then you identify, and then you say, okay, now does this town or city right. provide that? But then you've also got to say, well, if it doesn't provide it, can I get it within X amount of time? So is it an hour away? Is it an hour and a half away? Uh, and then can we make those commitments? Quality of life. Quality of yeah. life. Mm -hmm. uh, and outlining those things and so that, that you're... You know, when you identify a community or a school district, 
you can sort of put it against that metric and decide whether or not this one fits. Um, it is absolutely critical to your success, be it assistant superintendent or superintendent in any role, that your spouse be with you. Uh, and I'm not saying physically with you, uh, yep. emotionally with you. Bought, bought into the bought m- where into we're going. Bought yep. into it uh, because this this press, this work will, it's like being in a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. And uh, your only safe haven is your home. Yeah. And if your home is not a place of refuge and safety and solace, if your spouse does not is not able to assist you in that space, you talked about balance earlier. You will never be balanced in this role. And so that piece is absolutely essential for your success. As I, you know, we need more thought leadership on that topic right there, because that's a big missing piece for all. I, I would think for all superintendents, male, female, doesn't matter. Sometimes we think it's going to be easier than it is. And you're absolutely right. If, if your house not in order, everything else is going to fall apart. What do you look for in a board? Yes. You know, I uh, I look for a board who is focused on the right thing for kids, right? Focused on kids. Um, I, you know, there it's it's hard to, you know, quantify or yes, ensure there's that a lot every, of things, yeah. there's a lot of factors, right? But it's hard to say, okay, that every one of seven board members will be solely focused on everything that's right for children. But I look for for how do they vote? What are their action items? And do those action items and the way they vote on those action items, do they really connect back to uh, elevating the learning environment for students? Right. That speaks volumes. Uh, how do they spend their time? Are they in the weeds of things that really are not going to continue to prove learning for, improve learning for students? Uh, or are they really focused on those things that really matter? The other piece is just making certain that the values of the board aligns with my values. And they don't have to be exactly the same, but 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 I definitely want to be a part of a team of eight uh, that that uh, that sort of aligns with my belief system uh, so that as we work together, I feel comfortable in who I am right. while I'm working with that team. You've got to be you and, and, and you start to vary too far from from who you are. It's not going to work. It's absolutely not going right. to work. Right. You know, we there's a whole lot we need uh, in terms of the next generation of understanding that piece of, of what do I need to be looking for in turn in, in, in a board? Um, mm-hmm. Because it's a, you know, we all just want the job, especially the first one. You just want to get the job. Um, but had I had I do to do over again, I would be a lot more methodical about what's a good fit, what's the right fit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, last question, I, and not the last time you're going to come on as guest, but last question. You see how I threw that in there? Uh, what is on the horizon for the east side, for Channel View ISD? You already told me you got some things in the work, but w- give me one year, two year, three years down the road. Yes, yes. So we've got, we, we just launched our uh, strategic plan 2028. And so that strategic plan is really what's, what's, what's evolving over the next couple of years. We, we are... Uh, we've we've sort of outlined sort of seven critical goals around what we want to accomplish by 2028. And that's everything from continuing to advance our CTE uh, model uh, to enhancing community engagement. That's a major part of what we're doing and mm-hmm. just making certain our community. It is. I'll just say it is very yes. noticeable um, what y'all are doing in that realm. I'll just say not only from my perspective, but from my family that lives in the area. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for that feedback because because we we can we cannot do the work we do without the support of our community, and uh, we're in an unincorporated. Uh, yeah. area and so the school district really does uh, carry the weight of ensuring that the community elevates together and so that's only horizon we're also of course continuing to enhance our literacy model uh, and then the last thing uh, that i'll share is that we are really working to build ambassadors for public education ah. and so that goes far beyond just channel view isd but it really speaks to what we need to do together as public educators to ensure that we continue to protect uh, uh, the, 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 just the public education system in Texas. And so we're working, we're doing our part, uh, to, to assist with that you, as well. You're creating public ed advocates in That's the community correct. and yes. in the schools. I love that. I love that. And, and, you know, one thing uh, that I stress with, with boards that I know and, and, you know, colleagues, sometimes there's a question about, you know, is we're paying these people too much money or this is, and I always tell them the same thing. I said, you know what, is there a price that you're going to put on how well your school district does and talent costs money it costs money in every other sector of life you start skimping you start not paying people to do this job particularly when they're a talented person your district will suffer you will go and that that fifty thousand, whatever it is i don't care what it is will never be worth it go find you somebody talented keep them and pay them what they're worth and what they deserve. And, and you will flourish. You start yes. skimping, it, it'll fall apart on you because yes. there's not a lot of talented people. So all my people in Channel, I know all of you, give him what he needs to be successful. The resources, the support, you don't lose good superintendents. You don't lose good head coaches. You, you, you keep those people, right? So, um, man, I'm very excited. And as you can tell, you know, I, I love the East Side. It's, it's near and dear to my heart and I want it to, to do great things. So I'm excited that you're there and I appreciate you joining me for the show and I can't wait to see what's on the horizon. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate it. Thanks for all that you're doing. Thank no, you. I, it's my pleasure. Is there anything you want to shout out? Where would they, if, if go to the website, any socials you want to shout out while we're here? Sure, sure, sure. So definitely uh, encourage you to follow us, Channel View ISD on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, we're also, uh, of course, on online. And so definitely look us up and Follow us. If you want to go to a great district, uh, hey, this man's doing some great things. And you can see the joy in the kids and the teachers. So I, I, I can't say it enough. It's a great district, great leadership. And, and if you like what you hear, what you see, subscribe, like, share, and be a part of the, the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Produced by Podcast Architects.